Jerry Yegar in for John Moore this morning. We're hoping he'll be back tomorrow, and uh, Mark Tui will join you 9 to noon to fill in for me. But it's a Tech Tuesday, and our News Talk 1010 tech expert, Carmi Levy, joins me. Good morning. Hi, Jerry. Great to be here. Good to have you. Maybe you can back me up on something that I just want to say as a quick follow-up. I was talking about some research that John Wright and Merrill Blue did on Canadian attitudes toward what's going on in Ukraine, and 56% of Canadians said that Ukraine needs to push hard and needs the assistance of NATO, which means our being involved. And we have a lot of people, Carmi, who don't understand statistics, because I'm getting all these text messages, oh, did they just talk to people of Ukrainian descent? That doesn't make any sense. Nobody I know thinks that way. 56% of people said what I just put forth. That means the people writing to me are part of the other 44%. It doesn't negate the research. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I think what's pretty clear, first of all, uh, when you set out to do research like this, you're not targeting one specific ethno-cultural or political or geographic minority. Uh, you target a broad base of people. That's the whole point of sampling. Um, so anyone who's ever studied stats knows that they're kind of wrong and they only, they're only seeing their perspective. And two, uh, it's pretty clear that if you allow what happens in Ukraine, if you allow a country to roll into another uh, and unmitigated, uh, they'll do it again. And so either we push back here uh, or it's going to continue. And that's why we have NATO to begin with. Again, I realize I'm a tech analyst, not a political analyst, but I did do my minor in poli-sci. And this kind of ticks me off. And when I see folks who don't sort of take that contextual view, kind of upsets me because at some point, someone's going to be knocking on our front door if we don't stop it in Ukraine. Sure. And that's a political debate. And people can understandably have different attitudes. You and I agree on that, by the way. Uh, but it's just the, the stunning misunderstanding of statistics is a problem. Yeah, yeah. All right. we, see that, we see that in tech, too. Yeah. Here's a headline I don't even understand, but that's why you're here. Um, malicious actors utilizing QR codes to deploy phishing pages to mobile devices. Well, we all get emails, you know, click on this link or tap on this button, right? And we've been conditioned because I've been saying this for years, and you and I have talked about this many times. Don't click on that link. Don't tap on that button. Even if it says, here's the budget, here's that invoice, because we know full well that's how ransomware attacks start. It's it's called phishing. Well, now there's a new form of phishing, and essentially what it is, it's, uh, it is uh, basically you get an email, but instead of there being a link there, there's a QR code. It's, you know, those squares, black and white squares, kind of like, like, like um, barcodes on steroids. And if you scan those QR codes with your phone, which, you know, they, it, the, the email tells you to do just that, uh, guess what? You're taken to a malicious page and you are now infected and you just started a ransomware attack. So there's a group called the Cofence Fishing Defense Center. They are warning against it. They're saying that the, the frequency and sophistication of these attacks is spiking. Um, and that the reason being is traditional security tools don't pick this up. It's just a QR code. It's not going to trip off a, an antivirus detector. It's not going to recognize that it's malicious. It's just a code. And you have to you have to you have to scan it on your phone. So the, let's expand the lesson here. Stop clicking on links in emails that you from folks that you don't you don't recognize or that it looks a little bit hinky. Don't tap on buttons as well. And don't scan QR codes. In fact, when you see a QR code in your inbox or out in public, why don't you just go look for the URL for the actual address instead? Type it in manually. Yes, it's less convenient, but it's a lot safer. All right. So um, I find this fascinating. Every device just gets uh, more and more useful to us, I think. The new AirPods could check your temperature and report on your hearing health through your ear canal. 
So there's a guy named Mark Gurman. He's a, he's an analyst. He works with Bloomberg. He has a, a newsletter called Power On. Very respected. When he predicts something, it usually comes true. So he's been watching Apple, and he's he's predicting that they're going to be including hearing sensors on the AirPod. And there's precedent for this. Last year, when the Apple Watch was introduced, they added that as well. And the cool thing here is that uh, it would allow uh, your AirPods to test your hearing. And the current AirPods, I've got a pair, and they can already adjust for folks with hearing loss. So basically this adds a sensor, adds new capability to it. Uh, the neat thing here is, you know, my mom, she's got uh, hearing aids. Uh, hearing aids are super expensive, super finicky. She's not very tech savvy. Uh, so half the time they don't work because she just doesn't know how to use them. Imagine if your AirPods could be hearing aids as well. Apple's pushing into healthcare by adding a hearing sensor to it. It can make a huge difference uh, in terms of turning what normally would just be a pair of earbuds into a really cool sort of extension of the healthcare system, allow you to hear much more effectively, replace something that costs thousands of dollars and is finicky with something that costs a couple of hundred bucks and is basically plug and play and it works with your iPhone. I love this. This is kind of one of those healthcare revolutions thanks to consumer technology. And I will upgrade my AirPods and I'll get a pair from my mom if need be. You know, you just reminded me of something I saw in an ad on TV that that takeoff of, you know, mom doesn't know how tech works. And the, mm. da the daughter tells the mom something and the mom says, really, I'm going to have to make a note on my phone. And she writes on a, on a post-it note and then sticks it to the phone. <laughs> that is the Liberty Mutual commercial. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then, of course, they forgot that at the airport because yeah. she didn't read her post-it. Uh, and, and I think that's important because one of the reasons why most people fail to take advantage of technology is because it's too hard to use. So if you just bake additional sensors into AirPods, which you're sticking your, your ear anyway, make it easier to, to sync with different devices, which Mark Gurman is saying that's going to happen as well, then you can expand the pool of people who can take advantage of it. And it makes the difference in this case between people who are able to hear and people who aren't. It's revolutionary, and I'm a huge fan. All right, now this is going to change some people's day. Elon Musk is imposing daily limits on reading posts on Twitter. Uh, if you're using Twitter and you're doom scrolling, which most of us do these days, you, you will at some point get a, a note a notice, uh, an error message saying rate limit exceeded. So basically what happened over the weekend was Twitter imposed limits on how many tweets you could view in a given day before it would just literally stop. Um, and so if you are a, uh, if you are a verified user, in other words, if you're paying eight bucks a month, you can now view up to 10,000 tweets a day before you get this message. If you're not a verified user, it's a thousand. It's been increased a couple of times over the weekend. Huge controversy. It was basically the only tech story that was burning over the weekend. Lots of people not very happy with him. He is saying they had to do it because AI companies are scraping their data and they can't cope. And all I can say is there are a whole lot of other social media services. AI is being scraped across the internet. Why are you the only company? This is Elon Musk being Elon Musk. Another example of Twitter falling apart. They simply didn't want to pay their Google Cloud bill. And this is why this is happening. Well, how many posts are people reading in a day? Well, think about it, Jerry. If you're doom scrolling something, I don't do know what that, that term means, by the way. Uh, doom scrolling is you you open up your feed and you just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and you never get to the end because it just keeps loading new ones at the bottom as you scroll down. Right. And so doom scrolling is you, you can do it indefinitely. There's no end. And, you know, up until now, you've been able to scroll as long as you want. You want to sit there and blow away hours of time just reading tweet after tweet. 
have at it. Now there's actually going to be a limit. You will hit the bottom on Twitter, depending on whether or not you pay. And this is kind of, Twitter also, they've been moving in this direction. You get more stuff if you pay, if you have that Twitter Blue subscription, uh, or you are severely limited if you don't. Basically, what's happening is Twitter is becoming a place where if you don't pay to play, it's basically not worth your time. And as a result, Fewer and fewer people are using it. And the people who are sticking around now, they're using it a lot less, which from what I, where I sit, not very social for a social media platform. But meanwhile, Twitter is getting some competition starting Thursday. Yeah, the word is threads. So remember that word. It is the uh, Twitter competitor from Meta, the company that brought you Facebook and Instagram. It goes live on the App Store and uh, Google Play. So whether you have an Android or an iPhone, doesn't matter. It'll work uh, this Thursday. Basically what it is, it's like Twitter, but it connects to your Instagram account. So unlike all the other services that got a whole lot of publicity before fading into obscurity late last year, Mastodon, Hive Social, news as everyone's looking for an alternative to twitter because elon musk is ticking them off this one will have a built-in audience because everyone that you follow everyone that you're connected to on instagram they come over to this new service not the case with those other alternative twitter wannabes you basically download those install them and then there's nobody there so you stop using it so this could be potentially big this could be the first serious alternative to twitter that we've seen up until now of course there's also blue sky which comes from jack dorsey but that's still in beta so if you're really ticked off with twitter and you want to try an alternative and you're not too angry at mark zuckerberg as well threads could be your answer and it goes live in two days threads threads all right yeah <laughs> all right do i have to go look add, it, and... add, it, add it to the list Jerry. okay do i have to go looking for it or is it going to show up through my instagram or something uh, it is. In fact, there are some some folks who are saying that it's already visible in Instagram, that there's a okay. countdown timer. If you click on the right things, I still can't see it. So maybe I don't have the update to, to Instagram or something. But uh, I would expect that some of these pieces will start going live in the next few hours and you'll start seeing it in your Instagram feed, too. All right. Well, I'll probably run into it then, because apparently I have yet to read all the Calvin and Hobbes cartoons on Instagram. <laughs> uh, Carmi Levy, thanks very much. <laughs> thanks, Jerry.